0: Welcome to the podcast. So today I'm joined by Eric Theaters, who is running for governor of Kentucky, and I'm doing this interview in part because we've got to watch who we vote for. Republicans are not necessarily America first conservatives like most of them used to be. You had a few presidents and vice presidents and uh, what have you who were not, but most Republicans used to actually be America First conservatives. That is not the case today. After what happened in 2020, watching many red state governors and politicians support lockdowns, to the stolen election, people not fighting, to covering up January 6th, and to not being tough enough on Biden. It's apparent that we need new leadership and we need new people in office in our gubernatorial positions. and. You know congress and stuff like that so eric Dieters is running for governor of kentucky he is buying the republican nomination now and whoever the nominee is will go up against andy Bashir. so enjoy the interview i will be back at the end for a few closing remarks first of all would you like to introduce yourself to the audience
1: Uh, My name is Eric Dieters, and I am a uh, resident of Kentucky. I live in the Independence, Kentucky area, which is in the northern part, of. and I am a candidate for the Republican nomination
0: for governor. Okay. And what are some of your qualifications to become governor of Kentucky? Well, I would encourage
1: anybody who's watching this to check out DietersForGovernor.com. And you can see that. I mean, the way I look at it, somebody uh, you got you got to have lots of different skills when it comes. If you're running for governor, you got to have communication skills and background. Um, law is always a good background to have because everything involves law. Uh, I've been involved in some significant companies, family company, and I've, I've recently began my own media company. Um, so I think my background, you know, actually, you know, just my entire life. If if you look at my bio on dietersforgovernor my entire biography is 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 good for this. I mean, my my interests are so varied. I mean, I grew up on a farm. Um, I got a good education. Um, I'm good with solving problems. I've written four or five books. Uh, you know. I can tell you right now, one of the best is doing radio for four or five years. Actually, I did it probably six or seven years. Radio really helps you with communication, which is important. And then the other thing is what I believe in. I mean, I believe in less government, more freedom. So another qualification is is what I actually believe in, which is the constitution of Bill Rights. I coined this phrase, Lance, called the three pillars of America which is God, the Constitution, and Bill of Rights, and capitalism. That's what our country was founded on. And all three are under assault. And I'm ready to defend all three of them.
0: Yeah, you said on your website, I won't quote this all. uh, So you believe and you realize that you're the leader of the Trump movement in northern Kentucky. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you asked me that question. I think it will. I
1: think I will be the Trump candidate. I'm familiar with the other individuals that are considering this race, and I am going to be the only candidate in this race that's going to say the following things. Senator Mitch McConnell needs to go as a Senate majority leader. I'm the only one in the race that's going to say January 6th was a much ado about nothing. I'm the only one in the race that's going to say that they did steal the election through mail-in ballots process, and they weaponized COVID against them. I was Trump's Northern Kentucky chairman in 2016. I went to the big state rally that he came to in March of that year, or February or March of that year in 2016, got my picture taken with him. I just came back from mar lago didn't talk to him about my race, but I was in a private dinner with him. There's a video up that says my private dinner with with Trump where I sat with 15 or 16 other people and had a great dialogue with them. There's no question in my mind Trump's going to run. I think uh, Trump's not Trump has Trump's not paying attention to this race yet, but I believe that I have a chance to get his endorsement. But I believe I support Trump's policies. Uh, he is the leader of the Republican Party. It just came out of CPAC. He's at like 58, 59 percent. DeSantis at 28. He's five points higher than he was last year. And I sent the, the head of my media company, went to CPAC, Wesley Dieters, Lance, and she says, every single pe- person, it's Trump, 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 Trump. Trump's the leader of the Republican party. So if, I'm the Trump, if I become the Trump candidate, uh, I think I can win. And Freedom Fest, it's just like the Freedom Fest, 8,000 people showed up. I don't know how many people have been showing up at Fancy Farm lately, but I hosted that event, and we had eight thousand people. There hasn't been that many people gathered for a political event in Northern Kentucky forever. So
0: I, I just, I just know that I'm the best messenger for Trump, Lance. Mm-hmm. And you alluded to this, so I'll get on that. What would you say besides the Trump factor sets you apart from candidates like Mike Harmon, uh, and then potential candidates Savannah Max, Kelly Craft? what do you think the fine line is going to be there what sets you apart besides my position that i just outlined that they're not going to
1: they're all going to play footsie with mcconnell but here's what sets me apart from every one of those people they're all professional politicians Mm -hmm. they're all you know savannah maddox for example is 34 years old has never held a real position and it's all politics and ambition um i don't know a lot about Mike Harmon. But I do know, for example, Ryan Qualls, professional politician. And here's what here's what these people do. They maneuver up the ladder, you know, trying, you know, with political ambition. I'm not that. I'm a lot like Trump in that regard. I had no plans to run for governor. And, you know, when I see people like that truck driver that beat the Senate majority leader up in New Jersey, you know, I think that there, I would not even run for this off. I, I would have no chance of running and winning, but for the times that we live in. And I think the American jury, as I like to refer to them, the public, the American jury and the Kentucky jury wants more people like me running for office. And I just think that the time is perfect. It's almost like everything's just falling into place for somebody like me. So what separates me from all of them is that I'm not a professional politician. The other thing is, I can tell you this, I can out-talk, out-debate, out-argue every single one of them. I'm looking forward to being on the debate stage.
0: Mm -hmm. That will be a very interesting matchup, I've got to say, because as you said, lifelong politicians working up the ladder, and you've never ran for anything. So this is going to be an interesting primary especially I've never Trump held I've, I've never held public office mm-hmm. that will be interesting so to the audience uh senate bill 138 is a bill that has been introduced to balance the curriculum regarding race in kentucky schools however there is little to no interest in just outright banning critical race theory altogether we have multiple instances of it being taught in kentucky schools so what's your position on crt and will you take action to ban it in kentucky schools if you are elected i'm against crt
1: and yes i would take action to ban it there's no place for it Um, it's just another form of racism and, and and we don't need it. It, It's just, it's just wrong. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people on, on the issue of race. You know, there's certain maxims you live by that are more important than anything else because they will indicate where somebody is going to go or believe. And I have this maxim content of the character, not the color of your skin. And that's what I believe in. We, we should teach history in our schools without race being a factor. By the way, I'm all for teaching history. You know, whatever that history is. But we don't need to make it racial history. Mm-hmm. That that just makes... It's just wrong. Critic, critical race theory is wrong, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's a lot more to history than this made-up race uh, agenda that the left is using. So, another... Hot topic right now. The Supreme Court of the United States may very well return the power to restrict abortion to the states this spring. Kentucky has a heartbeat trigger law, meaning to the audience, it's going to go into effect if the Supreme Court returns power. But this November, there will be a referendum on the ballot that will specify under the Kentucky Constitution that there is no right to abortion. So it'll just add it into the Constitution. Do you support these two measures that could render abortion banned in the state of Kentucky?
1: Yes, I do. I, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people that believe that abortion is murder. It's just that simple. You know, life begins at conception. And, you know, a lot of these things, those people that are like, well, what about this or that, you know, think, well, let's face it. If a woman is pregnant, And there's some type of medical emergency and she's going to the hospital. All those decisions that are made about between the baby, the mom and all that, that's between that doctor, that patient, everything else. In other words, my point that I'm trying to make is, is the left always tries to claim, oh, there's going to be back alley abortions. There's going to be all this stuff, you know. Uh, And you know what? Unfortunately, if they want an abortion that bad, let them go to a different state. We don't need to have it in Kentucky. You know, I mean, Kentucky boundaries, you know, is a boundary, lots of other states. So I, I, I support the banishment of abortion in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Easy, easy call for me. Easy call for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, let them go to California or Illinois or somewhere. One of those liberal states that's already got the abortion law in place. I was watching one of your videos the other day regarding, uh, the Russia situation and you made your sense clear, uh, If the sanctions were to work, then uh, we're not going to be in a good situation with Russia because Russia will lash out militarily, which it already looks like they could. Uh, And the sanctions aren't even working. They're just taking advantage of the situation. So Ukraine's not a member of NATO. We don't have an official treaty to protect them or defend them. So what role, if any, do you think we should play in that conflict? Well i think
1: it's sad and i think i'm the only one in this country uh that's advocated this i would play it like jfk did with the cuban missile crisis i would have put american tanks and nato tanks on that border i would have issued a no-fly zone for russia over ukraine by the way all with the support of the ukrainian i know Zelensky would have said absolutely we welcome it and guess what putin would have done anything you avoid war through strength. I mean, I'm a student of history. It goes back. You could go back as far as you want. You avoid war with strength. Now we've got a hot war going on. Now everybody wants to figure out how we can help the Ukrainians. So what I would do now, after the fact, of course, it would have never happened on my watch. But what I would have done after the what I would do after the fact is I would do the no fly zone is is easy absolutely easy to do. Just say, hey, we're going to use our airspace. But see, what's sad about it uh, now is now we have to shore up Poland, Romania, uh, all the countries in NATO and near NATO this rounds. But guess what? With Ukraine, if it's under Russian control, now we don't have a buffer for those countries. And what Putin always argues is he goes, oh, this is our national security. We don't want you too close to us. Well, guess what, Putin? It goes the other way too. They don't want you too close to them. So we just blew it in Ukraine. In my opinion, mm-hmm. we've just thrown it. But what I would do now is I would give them all the military help, all the all the send them all the weapons that they can that, that you know. But but see, the problem with that is then they fall on the enemies. I mean, it's just a nightmare what we have right now. But I would do anything and everything to help them that's rational. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm being broad here, but I think I think telling the Russians that we're going to control the airspace would be something easy to do. But it's just a shame that we didn't defend Ukraine from the outset. Now we got a hot war. and everybody wants to help.
0: Mm-hmm. Now Biden's in office. And I remember reading something the other day. Trump threatened to take out Moscow if Russia went into Ukraine. You don't hear that type of rhetoric from the left because they know they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't dare. And your your position is absolutely correct. We should have been there initially. We should have been handling this far before this ever happened.
1: But the, you, you know, I, I on my today's show, I mentioned I did a Ukraine two video this morning. Uh, and, and, and one of the things I, I said was. The expense of dealing with now rebuilding Ukraine, humanitarian aid, Ukraine, military aid, Ukraine, all could have been avoided by doing something before it happened. And you know what? By acting tough, you don't have to do it. Trump said he'd, he'd wipe out North Korea. <laughs> you know, guess what? Kim Jong-un, you know, stuck to himself. Uh, you got it. You got to be strong. But, you, but then you don't have to use it. You know, it's just, it's, it's just so sad,
0: sad, sad. Exactly. Peace through strength, which is not being portrayed right now. I don't even think if we got into a war with Russia, that we would do that well because of the stuff that's being pushed on our military, which of course is why they don't want to fight a war with Russia because they know we'd lose very, very quickly because of the amount of CRT and all that gender stuff they're doing over there. So I don't I don't think we'd win anyways if it didn't turn nuclear. But before the Ukrainian thing, I used to use this as an example of how weak
1: Biden is. If China and Russia, one or the both of them, invaded Alaska, if one or both of them invaded Alaska, Biden would give up Alaska. I mean, I mean, I firmly, I firmly believe that. If China they took Alaska, he would say, okay, let's sue for peace. Okay, you could have Alaska, just don't come. I mean, he's the Neville Chamberlain of our times here. I mean, he's just the Neville. It's just it's just sad. You obviously are a young man that knows your history, and history just proves it. It's peace through mm-hmm. strength, 80s and 90s, because it was peace through strength. You know, mm-hmm. Russia knew they couldn't get away with something, but now they think they can get away with it. It's, it, it's really scary right now. It's scary.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're not going to stop at Ukraine because of the U.S. being so incompetent. So, yeah, I firmly agree. If we ever get Trump back or whoever, peace, their strength, rebuild the military once again. Uh, I got one more question, and I think this is kind of obvious. So COVID's on the decline in the country. I I just saw something saying that the White House is going to drop the uh, mask mandate for their employees and stuff so covid's over. Biden's state of the union. I guess depending on when you're listening to this audience. Biden's state of the union is Tuesday night, March the 1st. And all this is happening on Monday, February uh 28th. So they're strategizing here and it looks like covid's done. So in the event that something happens in like the fall and we get some type of new variant do you think that we should be like Florida and Texas, in Kentucky at least, and render all the mandates completely and totally banned more than they are now in the state of Kentucky? Absolutely.
1: Governor Bashir has mishandled this from day one because he's drank the Kool-Aid of the Biden administration and the Fauci's. They treat us like third graders, you know, the different strains, the lockdowns. By the way, you know, I always, as an attorney, you're always trained to argue, okay, what would you do? What I would have done with this whole COVID thing from the beginning is put the money and resources into the healthcare uh, support and not lock down anything, not lock down anything. And so, so I'm, I am 100% against further lockdowns, against mandates, anything else. And by the way, that's another thing that I can uh, distinguish myself from some of my opponents. A lot of my opponents think, Republican opponents think Bashir handled it correctly. In fact, Kelly Craft said she's not going to criticize Bashir when she runs for office. She has said that publicly. I don't know how Kelly Craft wins a Republican nomination, no matter how much money Joe Craft spends. She just said, I'm not going to criticize Bashir. What? There's a lot to criticize Bashir and most of it around the mandates. So I am 100% against mandates, masking. I'm against it all, school masking. It's all a bunch of baloney to me. I mean, Mm -hmm. you get, not anybody healthy, anybody healthy? You know, I've had COVID twice. I'm healthy, I'm 58 years old, I'm on that edge. Guess what? I had very few symptoms, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Tragically, some people have died. People die of the flu every year. Dying is a part of our lives, unfortunately. I just, I just think it is a complete political, uh, as they say, pandemic. And it was used, it was used to defeat Trump, and they've kept it going. And God only knows, you know, they use it for those write-in ballots. So you know, when it come up on these elections, oh, we got to do the write-in ballots again. It's very important that these state legislatures do what Georgia and and Texas and these some of these other states have done to make sure that that never happens again. These write-in ballots was it, it,
0: it's 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 fraud. It's it's ballot harvesting. I know that you've got a race next year and honestly, Kentucky didn't do anything to really tighten everything up. They they actually put in the reforms that we did for COVID. So, one last thing I didn't put it on our questions. Are you concerned about the potential of May 22, I mean, May 23 or November 23, your election race being tampered with? Absolutely. No question about it.
1: You know, I, it's just, it's just scary what's going, you know, I coined this phrase that the left, I called them the American communist 10 and it's the 10 major topic. It's the media, it's the democratic party, it's the high, it's tech. It's social media, Hollywood, professional sports, professional music music industry, the local swamps. I, I can't think of all 10. But I, call, I coined them the academia, uh, the, I coined them the American Communist 10. And all of them, all of them will do anything and everything to hold power. Schiff, Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, all of them, they've proven. So I coined a phrase called political gangsters. They are political gangsters. They will do anything and everything to hold on to power. All the while accusing Trump of doing it. I mean, it's that transference, you know. You know, while they're while they're claiming Trump's corrupt, they're the ones that are corrupt. So, so when you talk about fear of election, absolutely, I don't put anything past the political gangsters. And if you're looking at Kentucky's history, everybody knows Larry Forge. Lost to Paul Patton, there was a lot of funny business that went down. I mean, Kentucky's got a rep. Kentucky has a history of political corruption in the election process, so definitely it's an issue.
0: But we'll be ready for him if I'm the nominee. Oh yeah, Uh, I I'm sure that this isn't gonna get You being the nominee, I'm sure that this wouldn't get past the state GOP and all that. Which state GOP is corrupt? But this will be getting a lot of attention if tampering does happen because as you said there's a lot of political elites mike harman being one of them kelly crafts a mcconnell person so yeah i'm just as concerned as you are about that but in the meantime before your election how can the audience find you um first off i am one of the most approachable
1: people you'll ever meet. My email is eric at ericdeeters.com and I respond 24 hours to 24, hours, 48 hours to every single email personally. I can all, my cell phone number is 859-250-2527. And I love texting. If you text me, I will respond right away. If I don't respond right away, it means I'm in a meeting or I'm, in, I'm taking a nap because I live on naps. But I am the hardest working. That's another thing that sets me apart from all my opponents. I am the hardest working. I'm going to be the most accessible governor for Kentucky. For example, I've been telling everybody, even if I'm governor of Kentucky, I want average Kentucky citizens to have my cell phone number, to send me a text, send me an email. You might call me crazy, but I believe in this. Because I want to be accessible to everybody. Um, so if you want to reach me, you can go to DietersForGovernor.com. There's Theaters for Governor Facebook page. I have a lot of personal Facebook pages. We're on all the platforms. Um, I'm on a waiting list for truth. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that text me or email me any questions, any help. Uh, I appreciate you doing this interview. Uh, and I look forward, I'll come back, do another interview sometime if you'd like. But I really do appreciate uh, you doing this for me. Yeah, I can definitely. Tell you, I, I am the strongest. No nonsense candidate for governor in either party. What you see is what you get. I'm tough. I'm strong. I'm battle-hardened. And I can connect to the average Joe Kentuckian. They're my people. The average Joe Kentuckian, Jane, Jane and Joe are my people. And I know what they go through. And I want to represent all of
0: Kentucky, but I can really connect with people. Mm -hmm. Well, Thank you for joining me today. You are also the host of the Bulldog Show. Is that, is that the Bulldog the Show? YouTube? Yeah, the Bulldog Show is on YouTube. It's on
1: Rumble. Uh, it's also always on my Facebook page, but it's called the Bulldog Show. Just to let you know, Monday through Friday for about 10 minutes, I just comment on what's going on in the news. And it's crazy, as you know, every single day. Mm-hmm. So the Bulldog, there's a free app for it, too, the Bulldog Show.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining me today. Uh, as you said, connect with him on the platforms. If you're from Kentucky, get on his website, look to volunteer or do whatever you can, because these candidates that are running, they're not exactly uh, pro-America candidates and the potential candidates. So we want to do all we can to help him. So if you're from Kentucky, Dieters for governor.com. Well, thanks again for joining me, Mr. Dieters. Go to DietersForgovernor.com to learn more about his campaign. And as I said in the open, watch who you vote for, because Republicans are not always America first conservatives these days. So for now, follow me on Instagram at the LB Angle. Uh, I'm gonna try and get a truth social account up as soon as they start letting more and more people in, which will be I don't know when. So Friday will be the next episode. See you then. Until then, God bless you. Be praying for the situation in Russia and Ukraine. I'll probably talk about that Friday because that could be a major escalation and the war in Europe could certainly break out if something does not happen. So God bless you. God bless your families. God bless Russia and Ukraine. And until next time, goodbye.